Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we are live on the Mark Hoke Show. What's going on, everybody? Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment coming at you on KDOM 101.5 FM. And we're sort of doing an extra broadcast. David Difference, what's going on, my friend? Hey, oh, what a difference that Dave makes, man. Why am I so blurry on this I, I don't know why you're blurry. You may have to... Sabotaging me. Oh, here we go. Is that you on adjustments? There you go. No, I didn't touch it. Oh, All right. But, oh. yeah, we are, we are broadcasting actually also on YouTube and Twitch right now. So we'll see how this goes today. Should be a lot of fun. It shall be a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. Dave, you can't hold the mic. You're popping it. Trust me. You, you don't don't touch the mic, man. Well, I gotta adjust. I move around a lot. Yeah, grab the grab the bracket. What do you want? Grab this? No, grab this. Look, see, look, look right here, right see, here. I can't see. Right anything. here, see that? There you go. You this? got it. Yeah, you got. There you go. That's it, buddy. Oh. It's it's bad for the mic. Trust me. Trust me. It's bad for the listeners. It's too. bad for the show, man. Yeah. So all right, I apologize to everybody. It's all good. good. But wow, David, we have a week of pro wrestling. My God. Forbidden Door Sunday night, money in the bank last night, mm. and a bunch of stuff in between. Yeah, it was it was a good week. Good week for wrestling. Absolutely. So we're gonna get to talk all about that and we're gonna welcome back to the show in a little bit. Jeremy Lambert from Fightful.com is gonna join us. Of course he writes all those great articles for you on Fightful and also co-host of his one of the shows on Fightful to do on Fightful Overbooked does the In the Weeds show. Okay. That should be a... Uh, did you ever watch that? Uh, weren't you on that? I was on that. Yeah, that's the one time I watched it, man. Well, you need to watch it more. Do I? You know how much stuff I need to watch more? Yeah, I don't. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Welcome to covering pro wrestling. Right, man. right, right. It's a, it's a little bit difficult, but... Yeah, a lot of, but like I said, ton of things happening this week, and I, boy, I didn't even know where to start. I guess you know why don't we, you and I, start off with talking a little bit about yesterday uh, with WWE Money in the Bank and just some overall thoughts on the card before we, you know, really break that down. I, overall, thought it was a pretty good show. I know that there were moments that you were not happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe one or two. One or two. Yeah. Overall, I mean, if we are we going to get in the weeds, or are we going to? Well, we will. We will as the show goes along. As Let's, it progresses. Okay, as it progresses. Yeah. Yeah. There were some moments, um, you know, that could have, but still a good show. Moments for me as a fan that you know I would have wanted something different. But overall, like, yeah, I was entertained throughout. What What disappointed you? Um. The the. Uh, ladder match, the men's ladder match, the winner of that, I didn't really, I'm not really on board with that. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Was that it? Was so, there something else that you recall me uh, ranting about? No, but yeah, so just the disappointment in Damian Priest winning the Money in the Bank ladder match. 
yesterday. So he has the briefcase to cash in for a championship shot at any time over the next year. So that actually extends through to the next money in the bank. So it used to kind of stop at WrestleMania, but now it is a full year. So I'm getting the feeling, David, that you don't see Damian Priest as a world champion. I do not. Um, I mean, anything can happen. People can evolve and whatnot. But currently, no, I do not. I mean, not an impactful one. Anybody can damn near have the belt. But I'm saying to be like an impactful, like, oh, that's the champion right now. No. I don't know. I'm not, I'm I'd be okay with it. I I think he's he's progressed a long way since when he first came in and you know, he certainly got a lot of popularity especially in the in the Latin community. Well, super popular. No, no, hats off to him. Uh, no disrespect whatsoever, but I'm saying there's certain champions that move the needle. Certain certain lines that move the needle and it's like, okay, this is a different field. It's like Roman Reigns, like you know, LA Knight could be things of that nature. Oh, so so now we get to the root of the issue. <laughs> now we got to the problem. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got to the problem. Yeah, that's my guy. You wanted LA Knight to win this match, didn't you? I think everybody did. You you didn't? I would have picked LA Knight to win. I thought it was going to be either LA Knight or Logan Paul. Uh, yeah, I think everybody but, did, but you know what they do, how they do us. And at Triple H in the press conference talking about LA Knight not winning the title basically said good things come to those who wait. Yeah. So I guess they just felt like they weren't quite ready to pull the trigger on him yet. And, you know, to a point, I, to a point, I understand that to a point I, I, you know, he really has just started on this rise of popularity. You know, but if you think back just a a few months ago, he was in that pitch black match with, uh, Bray Wyatt that he lost, yeah. you know, and he's, you know, he hasn't, he actually lost a lot of matches leading up to this recent surge where everybody was just like, what are you guys doing with LA Knight? We're getting on board. You better listen to us. Yeah. And, no, no, I, get, I think there's still room. Like I'm, I'm, I, we don't count them out, right? No, no. I think, I think the the time's going to come, Yeah. but you know, unfortunately I think for a lot of fans and certainly you heard it in London last night. I mean, that was a crazy crowd. But they were, they were a little crazy for LA. They they wanted LA to win. Yeah, they were. Well, talk about. I mean, because we're talking as if he had the chance to win the belt last night. If you win Money in the Bank, that's like uh, you next up. You you got a shot. You got a whole year to flesh out whatever you're going to become before you can cash that out. So, I mean, I don't think it would have been too soon. But I, I'm definitely like I don't think anybody needs the the top title to be our guy. Well, and that's an argument that a lot of people are making this morning is that, look, he's that over. He doesn't need the belt to, you know, to be over with the crowd. And, you know, one, and a lot of times, you know, we, you know, we talked about this one happened with, with Bodie Young Prodigy, you know, just on a local level, mm-hmm. you know, where he lost his, he won the no limits title for about 10 minutes and then lost it. Yeah. That probably elevated him more than, just winning the title and walking out with it because now people are even more on his side and want him to win even more. So I'm guessing that WWE is kind of hoping that that's going to have the same effect. Yeah. It's yet to be seen. I guess same with Bodie. It's like, we haven't seen him since, since uh, that fiasco. So, I mean, you know, see how the crowd reacts and yeah, we'll go from there. I don't think it, it, it ain't stopping the momentum. I'll tell you that much. 
No, I mean, LA Knight is so ridiculously over, it's not funny. And uh, But, uh, you know, I actually went back and watched a little bit of it last night and just, God, that London crowd was so crazy yesterday. Yeah, it was jacked. I went. Uh, I watched the documentary on Eli Drake's all his uh, through TNA and just how they misused him and uh, the beef he had with him at the end there. So why why do you think that is? I, you know, this is because this is strange to me because he's really good in the ring. He's a great promo. Yeah. I you know you you know him. I mean, I've I've never met the guy, but you know he's obviously wrestled. Came out of here in Las Vegas. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah, that I, I, I can't see. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously they talk about in WWE was the age thing. I don't think TNA had that problem, but it's like, I mean, that he's got all of it: charisma, look, you know, talent in the ring. Um, like when you see him, it's like, oh, that guy. What is he? You know, he's a pro wrestler. When, I, like I said, when he was at FSW doing his thing with Karrion Cross, and uh, it was like he was watching a big time uh, event happening. So yeah. I don't get I, I don't get it. The crowd always likes him, but sometimes they put him in. I was watching in TNA. They did it like a two month long gimmick where he couldn't talk at all, and it's like, why would you do that with the best talker in the business? Well, TNA made some mistakes. Yeah, TNA just just a few. Let me not get into that. Some of my people over there, but <laughs> it's all good. Old school, old school TNA. I, I yeah, I, not not a fan. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that would, but you know, very interesting money in the bank match last night but you know it was a lot of fun i mean you know some great spots boy you know and the funny part was if you didn't see this last night ricochet and logan paul did a spot where and actually i think they messed it up a little bit but they ended up doing a spanish fly off the middle rope onto some tables that <laughs> it didn't look like a good landing for logan oh, yeah. he, he he ate some lumber i think but uh, but a crazy spot there. Ricochet did another one where he actually jumped through a ladder out outside of the ring. Uh, you know, just some really neat things that they did in that match, to say the least. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the match. Yeah, very entertaining. I'm like I, you know, ladder matches are always one of my favorite type of matches. But I never understand how you can put yourself through that, man, because there's so many nuances to a ladder corners and ridges and this and that and the way you can land on it the way you can hit it um you you know it, it could end up bad remember what was it eminem when he got popped in the face was that him uh that was uh that was joey mercury yeah <laughs> yeah like it, that. Yeah. i see that happening in every match but um yeah it could be tragic man and i know it's painful i talked to some of the guys they're like you can't really practice this you know it's like you just get out there and hope it goes well no, it was funny because when they did that ladder match at FSW at the 14th anniversary show, too, it was really interesting to see a lot of the guys walking around after that match. We could call it walking. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it takes its toll, man. It's crazy. Imagine that, man. Like, you just came to open the door for me and you was walking around like you was in a ladder match. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Right. By the way, I uh, got a person in the chat box on our my Twitch channel. Old friend of mine, J.J. Carrado. I can't say what he said, but hi, J.J. <laughs> Tell me about J.J., man. That's your guy? Yeah, we actually used to co-host my poker show together. Okay. Yeah, good friend uh, out in Chicago. So thanks for tuning in, J.J. We do appreciate it. And and just a reminder, too, like I said, we're broadcasting on YouTube and Twitch right now. Uh, just the Mark Hoke Show on YouTube, and I believe it's Mark Hoke Show on Twitch as well. So look us up, and you, know, you can join in the fun and say hi as we go through the show. 
Yeah, how do you feel about this new uh, format here? Well, we'll find out after we put Jeremy Lambert on and everything works. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's the only thing that I'm only thing I'm worried about right now. Well, hopefully everything's going to go fine. So Yeah, it will, man. It's supposed to be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, of course, I'm Mark Hoke with the David Difference. We are on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 1015 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. And, of course, everybody out there. Joining us on the Odyssey app worldwide. Yellow. And by the way, I apologize. Mark Hoke on uh, on Twitch. I may have to change that. We'll see. But uh, yeah, but pretty exciting stuff. Oh man! And Forbidden Door, even though didn't have the didn't have the greatest of times watching it per se. You and I. Well, it was I, still a good card. We'll you yeah, know we'll, we'll I, get to talk about that. Oh, but, will we? Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Forbidden Door, but. Well, how, what about Future Shock last night? I don't know. What about Future Shock last night? You were there. I was not. I, I'll tell you, FSW Future Shock. So Future Shock, for those that don't know, is like the students. A lot of times it's their first match. It's, you know, So the family comes out. The friends come out, really support. We had a packed house. A lot of debuts. Uh, it was like the energy was crazy. The crowd was going nuts. And a lot of guys' first matches. And, you know, I got some before and after interviews just like that's a monumental moment anybody that wants to do this as a career the passion the dream uh that's step one right there well step one is showing up right step then when that, that's a major step is your first match man and uh shout out to everybody out there and i i ran into uh brian ronovich las vegas wrestling scene he's a good guy man he's back in action covering all the action out yeah, there. good for him yeah <laughs> i'm happy for him glad he's uh, glad he's doing all right well, hey, you know what, by the way, well, we need to get to a commercial break because when we come back, we got a good friend of mine who's going to be taking a little bit of time out from his holiday and the fam to join us here on the Mark Hoke Show. We are going to hear from Jeremy Lambert from Fightful.com. Get his thoughts on what went on this week. Yeah. Lord knows he had to watch it all, too, because that's what we do when we cover professional wrestling. It's a hoot, but we enjoy it. So stick around, everybody. We've got a whole lot more coming at you on the Mark Hoke Show. Here on KDON, we will be right back. The Mark Hoke Show is proud to announce our partnership with Pro Wrestling's premier charity, the Cauliflower Alley Club. For nearly 60 years, the CAC has stood strong, assisting members of the wrestling industry in their times of need. Please join us in supporting the Cauliflower Alley Club by becoming a member for just $25 a year or make an individual donation today. Go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and give back to the people that have brought us so much entertainment and joy in pro wrestling. Once again, that's caulifloweralleyclub.org. Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey. 1015 FM KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 
101.5 FM. It is the Talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Oak, along with the David Difference. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a difference a day makes. Man. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're you're a little off center on yeah, your I camera, there, buddy. We, we'll get to the. I got Abraham Lincoln. Is that it? No, I got these little rats behind me. I don't like it. Understood. I don't like it. I I certainly understand. Well, you know, speaking. <laughs> Speaking of rats, no, <laughs> no, no, that's no, how, no, no, no. That's how we're, we're going to start it. this? No, oh. that's not how we're going to do it. Come we're, on, man. man. We're beefing right off the bat, Mark. <laughs> what is happening here? Not cool, not cool. We, we don't treat guests like that. Oh, man. no. I'm, no, I, I am so <laughs> thrilled and so happy that we've got Jeremy Lambert on the show today, uh, taking the time out over your holiday weekend to join us. And from Fightful.com, of course, uh, doing that show in the weeds, too which is pretty yes. darn good. It's oh, thank it, you. It's really darn good when you have certain guests on the show. True, true. You've been a guest on the show, Mark, and we appreciate it uh, <laughs> when, when you joined us. I like how you say holiday weekend like I ever have a holiday around. Right. A, like other people have holidays. It's technically for every the rest of the world or the rest of the country, I guess, a holiday. But like wrestling news doesn't stop. These people don't know how to take breaks. So <laughs> there is no holiday weekend where, where, where I work at. No, there's definitely not. That is for sure. Well, Jeremy, let's start firing off about what happened over the past two weekends because it's been it's been pretty crazy. We were talking about Money in the Bank before you came on. Just first, your general thoughts on Money in the Bank. Uh, the crowd was electric mm-hmm. uh, for Money in the Bank. I thought they, they boosted that show exponentially. It, it wasn't even a bad show or anything, but the, the crowd really, really made that show seem like a, a bigger deal than some of the in-ring action. Most of the matches were good and a problem with any of it, but man, that crowd was was fantastic. And I mean, John Cena, that was a big surprise. And then him coming out there and advocating for a WrestleMania in London and also kind of burying uh, its bizarro world in London. Or, and that's why we don't like to come here. But you know what? We're <laughs> going to show them why you are so great. That was a, <laughs> we, know why, we know why that segment was happening. AEW is about to do 65,000 in, in Wembley. And so they're like, we got to show them. We got to come here, put some pressure to bring WrestleMania into London. But I thought the crowd was fantastic. I thought the show was, was really good. And then we got the ending that um, I think if you, one, if you watch In the Weeds, you you know I predicted that ending and once you once that was the main event it was like yeah they're setting up roman getting penned here and that's exactly what they did so overall i thought it was a really good show yeah the the crowd you know and and I'll, you know let, let me ask you about the the whole situation in london it it is very difficult logistically to do a stadium show overseas be, just because you, you have to get all the people over there and the equipment and you know when i was at wrestlemania you know, I finally got to see close up what they're doing now. And it's so much different than doing an arena show. Do you think that it is a viable possibility to do a, a WrestleMania overseas, considering everything that they have to go through, plus the fans have to get there too? And I'm sure they could, they'll still sell it out. They could still sell it out with the European crowd, but you know, the American fans are used to going, man, that's, that's a, could be a rough trip for them. I definitely think they, they can sell it out easily. It's WrestleMania. I mean, American fans will, will make the trip for that. European fans make the trip all the time to America for WrestleMania. I imagine there's enough hardcore American fans who will still make that trip. It's two nights as well. I don't know if that makes it easier or not with the equipment. Um, I would think it would make it easier because it's like, okay, we're not just using this for a one-night thing. We're using it for a two-night thing. I think the tough part is 
you not only got to do the two nights of WrestleMania, you got to do the SmackDown beforehand. You probably got to do the Raw afterwards as well. So everybody's over there for an extended period of time. And then the the time thing, yeah. it could be a big thing because, okay, so do you air it live? And this is, we don't quite know all these details with All In as far as where it's airing and everything. So it aired live at 3 o'clock. The show yesterday, Money in the Bank, aired 3, 3 uh, p.m. Eastern for us here on the the east coast and you know but it was eight eight o'clock over there in in england so do you air money or do you air wrestlemania at like 11 o'clock at night over there in england so it's still at seven eight o'clock for for fans in america i don't know how that works out totally i think the time kind of throws it off more more than like anything logistically i just don't know if they want to do that have a wrestlemania at three three in the afternoon on saturday and sunday i think there's a lot that that goes into it and that's why we haven't seen it yet um but look if you're throwing john cena out there to do that spot you you got to deliver at some (laughs) point in the near future you can't just do that and be like yeah you know what you guys weren't loud enough that segment (laughs) didn't hit like no that segment hit Absolutely. Well, your thoughts on the Money in the Bank winners. Uh, I know my cohort, David Difference, is not pleased with the men's winner. Furious. Nah, nah. I mean. You're disappointed. Yeah, yeah, You're disappointed. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah. a big LA Knight guy. That's my guy. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. How, you, how are you feeling about the both the Money in the Bank winners? Look, I think Damian Priest makes sense because he... They they beat the they beat the guy like a drum all the way leading up to it. And usually when they beat a guy that often leading into money in the bank, they have him win money in the bank. It's like, oh, okay, he has the briefcase now. And he'll probably keep taking losses because he still has the briefcase. He wasn't involved in a lot of those like big brawl segments as well. So they kept him out of that. I think it makes sense. And I think there's a good story there with Priest. And they teased it a little bit uh, last night with uh Finn Balor potentially winning, cashing in on Finn, and then Priest is like, no, I was never going to cash in right. on Finn. I think there's a decent enough story there. But I'm with David, man. Like, <laughs> look, if you got someone as hot as LA Knight, just give him that briefcase. They they miss this opportunity so often when somebody is so hot like this, and they just they just don't do it. They don't capitalize, and now you worry. Okay, do, are the fans going to react the same to LA Knight? You hope so. You hope it works out, but. You just don't know. Sometimes you just got to capture those moments and deliver on those moments with the crowd. And they had it last night with, with LA Knight and they didn't give it to us. And now we'll see what the fallout is. I think there would have been a great story with LA Knight too of, mm-hmm. of doing a teased cash in and everything. I think you could make the story work with either Damian Priest or LA Knight. I'm not like totally mad at Priest. I understand it. There's a story. LA Knight was the guy to me though. EO, I'm, I'm 100% on board with uh i think she's definitely deserved it for a long time i think again there's a good story you can do there i assume she'll hold it for a little while they got the bailey situation to to figure out the damage control do are they still together are they gonna split what's gonna happen what's gonna happen there but eo makes it makes a lot of sense and i imagine she'll go like full-on baby face here pretty shortly and then we'll get a nice little uh oscar and eo feud set up in the in the coming months yeah that wouldn't be bad it was interesting if you watched the press conference after afterward uh, last night that eo and bailey came out together and were kind of you know haranguing over the case <laughs> like like they're sh- like we're, we're doing the old lay cool thing and yeah. splitting the case could you imagine bailey could you imagine bailey tried to cash the case in and <laughs> won oh, and all hell breaks loose it's gonna happen 
it's 100% did they kind of like did that with like Miz and Morrison where like Morrison like cash is like oh no but Morrison's not the holder so this cash in doesn't like technically count I feel like they did that with them maybe my memory's awful uh but may- maybe I'm misremembering but I feel like they did something like that where Miz's cash in didn't count because like Morrison was the one who cashed in but this is why like this dynamic is going to work because i think bailey is going to be like cash in now cash in now i'm gonna cash in for her and then like it's not recognized and then eo finally gets sick of it and it's like you know what go away screw off and then eo just fully splits on with bailey but bailey's gonna do some some good lifting as far as far as this that eo is like not a bad promo or anything like people really pop when, when she she hits her lines in american um but you know not having speaking a different language doesn't always connect and people aren't the American audience obviously doesn't always understand what she's saying. So Bailey's going to carry a large portion of that. And Bailey's so good at just being obnoxious and being a heel that like the crowd's going to turn against her and get people more on EO side. I'm really looking forward to this dynamic between these two. And it started, as you said, last night at the press conference. Yeah. And you know, some other things that happened last night too, of course, Gunther, you know, nice hard-hitting match with Matt Riddle last night, and then Drew McIntyre comes out. And, you know, it was funny at the press conference, Triple H was saying, I can't believe what they were saying about Drew. So apparently some, some people may have had this whole situation wrong. But Drew McIntyre will be challenging Gunther. I would imagine that's going to happen at SummerSlam. Of course, the crowd goes crazy for Drew showing up. They had to do it there. But now we're going to get Drew and Gunther as Gunther is trying to break the honky-tonk man's record. What do you think, Jeremy? It's it's interesting because I actually said I thought Drew McIntyre would return last night, and I said, he, what if he confronts Gunther? Because everybody was looking at Money in the Bank. Everybody was looking at maybe going after Seth and turning heel and stuff like, uh, what if he just confronts Gunther? And that's exactly what happened. Now it's a weird position because Gunther breaking the honky-tonk man's record makes a lot of sense. But also Drew not taking an L in his first big match back because he just lost at Mania to Gunther also makes sense. So what do you do? Do you have Gunther win to continue on to break that record? Or do you cut it, you know, just a couple months short, maybe even like a month short? And to so you protect Drew so he doesn't take that loss and and he defeats Gunther to win. The Intercontinental title. They put themselves in a in an interesting position that I could see it going either way. Either Drew winning, so you don't have him lose another big match, or Gunther winning, so he does go on to break the record. I would have Gunther break the record. That's just my personal call. All right. Of course, uh, we are on with Jeremy Lambert from Fightful.com taking the time out to join us here on the Mark Hoke Show here on K-Dawn. Uh, another weird one that last night, the women's tag teams match with the split. And by the way, Jeremy, we missed out because on our f- favorite little site, betonline.ag, Raquel and Liv were a plus 1,000 to win that match oh, yeah. last night. We could have we made a mint on that <laughs> one. But it was just kind of weird that came out of nowhere. What did you think of that? I loved it. Um, I, I do think it was hilarious that Shayna Baszler did a bunch of media after winning the titles like two weeks ago uh, of like, there's not enough tag teams in this division. We want more people together and really establishing the, this division. So we don't have like four weeks of work and then we've cleaned out the division. And then like first opportunity she gets, she just splits with Ronda turns on her. It's like, well, now you have one less tag team in the division, <laughs> Shayna. So you've left the new champions for Kel and Liv with one less tag team to feud with. 
I liked it though. I, I thought it, it didn't make sense. Maybe not, but like, did it get garner the reaction that they were looking for? Absolutely. And I think a Shayna and Ronda feud, which they've wanted, they've wanted to work together and they wanted to do the tag team thing. I think they wanted to do a singles match at some point down the line. Maybe this was a little early for it, but this is decided when they decided to to go with it. Um, I liked it though. I like Shayna as a baby face who's just sick of Ronda and, I assume she's the baby face anyway. The reaction said baby face. I hope they don't try to heal <laughs> Shayna and then try to baby face Rhonda because that would not work at all. I, uh, yeah, they got to baby face Shayna on this. But I, I liked it and the SummerSlam match should be good. I don't know how much like longer Rhonda is for this. And maybe that's why the turn was now because I don't know if Rhonda's going all the way to like WrestleMania 40. She's, I think it's fair to say her momentum, all of her steam has like, this second return has cooled completely. And I just don't know how much she's actually going to stick with this further. So do the match at SummerSlam. See where you're at from there. Yeah, we talked about uh, Ronda yesterday. Like, she used to be the biggest deal in the business, you know? And it yeah. was like, ah, now it's just way under the radar. So, um, yeah, no, it's good. I'm supposed to mute it from here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, we good, man. We working it out. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, she just used to be a big deal and now it's just kind of like, you know, it's like whatever, you know, she used to be that Brock Lesnar type figure, but I think after the L and MMA and then coming back and leaving and coming back, you know, like the magic is gone, but I'm, I, I'm excited to see this feud though. And it was kind of like just spur of the moment, uh, the way she turned on her, like nobody expected that. No, not at all. And like sometimes when those, uh, quick, quick turns happen, like they can either be really good or be like, wait a second, this wasn't built up at all. We weren't expecting this at all. You can't do it so often. That's where WCW got in trouble. It's like, hey, let's just turn everybody every single week. And it's like, oh, well, this makes no sense at this point. So they haven't really done like a, a kind of heel on heel turn like this in a while, at least not to my recollection that I can fully get my memories bad. Um, but it doesn't feel like we've had something like this in a little while. So this, you know, this worked. And like, if you're just going to gauge it off of audience reaction, which I think is how a lot of things should be gauged, this worked. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So tell me this, man. How long you've been in the business and, like, your evolution to where you are now, like, as far as making this your career? Oh, Switching God. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't like talking about myself either. Ah, come on. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this. I think, like, one of the first things I covered was the Ultimate Fighter Five, BJ Penn and Jens Pulver season that was like the first thing that i like got paid for um so i started in like ufc mma kind of route and then i went more into to wrestling i've been with fightful since uh, again memory awful 2018 doing like wrestling news kind of kind of like daily stuff and that's when that was basically uh when it, this became more of a full-time kind of career but i've been doing this since like high school and i'm 34 now so it's it's been a while it's it's been a grind i've 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 uh, I've been shooting in the gym for a very long time (laughs) very nice all right well we're going to take a break and we come back we'll get reaction to roman reigns and then we'll talk a little forbidden door with you jeremy and a whole lot more if that's all right yep well of course it is because it's my show we're going to do what i say no no it's all good (laughs) mark come on what i'm just having fun i'm just having fun fun. that's fun you're a bully I'm not a bully. He's calling me a rat to start <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah. and now he's like, ah, whatever we're doing. Uh, it's, it's the all, Mark Hoke show. It's, it's my all, show. It's, it's show. all good. It's my show. Jeremy knows Jeez. I love him. 
Absolutely. All right, well, let's get that break in. And when we come back, more with Jeremy Lambert from Fightful.com. As we keep rolling here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FN and streaming on that Odyssey app and YouTube and Twitch. And probably be doing more, too. It'll be fun. Maybe. Of course, David Difference here as well. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to UniqueEatsLV.com and we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back on The Mark Hoke Show live here on Sunday morning. Hope everybody's having a great 4th of July weekend. A really long weekend, by the way. Yeah, for some people, huh? Some people is. Uh going to work tomorrow yeah me too oh yeah yeah oh, interesting yeah i'll be here yeah that kind of sucks we get a holiday on uh a tuesday. tuesday yeah you know but not monday yeah. i don't know yeah I should no 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 talking to odyssey about that i guarantee it but of course uh we are live here on the mark hoax show the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment with jeremy lambert from fightful.com and, and jeremy was sitting very patiently during the Commercial break on the live stream. Just looking very Listening comfortable. Listening to the commercials, enjoying mm. enjoying the the music that was playing on some of the commercials. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a hoot, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get back to uh, what was going on the last couple of weekends and uh, wrap up Money in the Bank with Roman Reigns taking his first pinfall defeat defeat since 2019 December that month. What was that? His what? First pinfall defeat. 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 Right. Yes. Cool. Got took the one, two, three to Jey Uso. Jeremy, you pretty much had this on spot. What are your thoughts about Roman finally taking a pin? I think it's it's setting up for, for a big SummerSlam match. I think they're doing a three way at SummerSlam. I know Jay was the one who got the pinfall. I think Roman is now going to try to pit them against each other and be a manipulator. Like he pinned me, but like you're the one who like set it up. Don't you want this title as well? Aren't you tired of being in your brother's shadow? Main event, Jay, you were injured. He rose. I think he's going to try to pit them against each other a little bit. And we're going to get the the big bloodline triple threat at, at SummerSlam. It was, you know, it wasn't shocking to me. I called this, of course, Roman Penny. And they did allude to it. <laughs> you're brilliant. They did allude to it a little. Yes, I am. I am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they, they tried to allude to it a little in the buildup, but. I think they're setting up for the bloodline triple threat at at, uh, at SummerSlam. Yeah, that would be something, David. I, I honestly, I hadn't really thought about that one, but that, that's a good yeah, choice. Where, where's uh, uh or Solo sitting that one? That that might be where Solo kind of makes his decision because Roman's just kind of you know when the Usos are like that's the next tribal chief. Roman's just like laughing like no, this guy, no, get out of here. And, <laughs> and Solo, of course, 
took the took the L in the tag team title match at Night of Champions. I think Roman's always just kind of been a little dismissive of Solo and just kind of took him for granted of like, he's just doing my bidding. That's that's what he's here for. He's just the enforcer guy. And I think that's where Solo at SummerSlam might really make his decision of I'm siding with Roman. I actually see the full on benefit to this and I'm going against my brothers. Or maybe he turns against Roman and maybe Roman drops the title at SummerSlam. Maybe, maybe wow. just throwing it out there. It is. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, that's prediction. that'll be something. So we'll we'll see where things end up at SummerSlam Detroit coming up uh, next month. That is going to be pretty sensational. Another sensational night, of course. We had uh, Forbidden Door with AEW last week too, and you know some amazing matches and some pretty stunning performances. And I guess you know we probably just should start off with Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and that you know about forty minute match that was just. Absolutely incredible. I know, Dave, you were actually pumped up about that one. Oh, yeah, I couldn't sit still. You couldn't? <laughs> no, nah, that was the one, because uh, I didn't see the uh, first match that they did. So I just watched the hype package before the show, and, you know, that hyped this up for me. So I was looking forward to to see what a five-star match would Dave, be. Dave gave it a six. I gave it a six. Dave yeah. gave it a six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate when he does that, by the way. Yeah, whenever I sometimes I'm gonna get Dave on the show and I'm gonna ask him about that. It's like, why didn't you make six and seven? You know, it's it's five stars. Just give everybody a five. We're good. But Jeremy, was it that good? It was it was fantastic. Uh, but I I prefer the first match. I I like the the Tokyo Dome match uh, at at Wrestle Kingdom more than I like the the Forbidden Door match. Again, this has this is no knock on the Forbidden Door uh, that match because it was a great 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 match. I just like the Wrestle Kingdom match a little bit better. I don't do star ratings because I think it's a lot of times just splitting hairs of like, why is this a a four and a quarter compared to four and a half? Like I just, I don't like doing all of that. I don't feel I'm super knowledgeable and pay attention to enough of those details to be able to nitpick that much on the star ratings. I just, it's personal enjoyment for me. I personally enjoyed the, the first match between Osprey and Omega more than the second match. But the second match was great. Yeah, it, it was pretty sensational. And then, you know, we had the main event, and, you know, everybody was kind of wondering why Brian Danielson was going one-armed if that was part of a gimmick. Oh, no. Brian Danielson <laughs> had a bone in his forearm snapped in half Eek. that he performed for 10 minutes with that uh, against the remaker Okada and, you know, got through it, still had a terrific match. You know, it was a shame that happened because I think it took a, away a little bit from what was going on out there. But to think that Danielson was performing with a broken forearm like that, that, you know, quite honestly, you know, that thing could have popped through. I mean, that could have become a compound fracture if the wrong thing happened in the ring. Uh, it was just amazing. Uh, Jeremy, what was your thoughts on uh, Danielson and Okada? I mean, Brian Danielson's the GOAT, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Um to, so to see him push through, do that performance, not super shocking. Like you, I was like, is he selling? And then it was pretty obvious, like, oh, no, he's not selling. That thing is hurting because there's no reason to really sell. They hadn't really told a story of the arm or anything like that. So it was it was legit. Um, maybe a little disappointing if your expectations were a six-star match. I don't think it quite hit that level or anything. The injury certainly had something to do with that because even Daniels had admitted, yeah, we had to change kind of the finishing stretch a little bit on there. But the, the tap was super, super shocking. I don't think anyone expected no. 
Okada to tap. Um, I watched, I re- I went back and rewatched the match. I like it more on replay than I did live because you kind of know that he's not selling at that point. You you know the tap is coming, so I paid less attention to the crowd because the crowd was a little out of it after the convulsion spot. It took me out of it too, to to be honest. And then once you learned, like he kind of did that spot to inform the doctor and inform Okada, like, hey, this this is messed up here. Uh, it was just more to get the attention. But live, like doing that spot is like, oh man, do we really need this? On replay, it makes a little bit more sense of why it happened. So I did like the match more on, on replay. But it was still a great match. I expect they'll run it back at some point, um, potentially Wrestle Kingdom next year. And I expect they're going to have another great match, probably even better, uh, the rematch than, than this one. Yeah, it was something pretty sensational. Um, I, I do feel bad for CM Punk. As mm-hmm. um, Well, if you, if you missed it, he, he took a flying elbow. Okay. In, elbow in, in a in a place that uh, most men would prefer to not have that happen, but still, still a pretty good match, Tanahashi. But I I did see that when it happened, and I was kind of like, oh wow, that that looked like it hurt. I I I, I was I was holding on to the man jewels on that one. It was not good, but but uh, but otherwise, a pretty good match for CM Punk coming back. It was a good match, and you know he's had good performance, uh, good performances since coming back. I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Samoa Joe match next week on on Collision after Joe defeated Roderick Strong last night, and like, I I like CM Punk honestly. I love the chaos that he brings to AEW. I love that you don't always know what you're going to get from him on the microphone, and I think there's sometimes that's missing in wrestling where a lot of it can feel very just manufactured and put together and obviously scripted uh, out there. CM Punk will will shoot from the hip. A little bit, that and the will. crowd's gonna crowd's gonna react how they're gonna react, and he's gonna feed into it. So I I've missed CM Punk. It's been nice yeah. having him back. Well, Jeremy, that's gonna wrap it up for you, buddy. Oh, I, wow. As as much as we're uh, gonna miss oh, you, flew by. I, I know the intro was horrible. That's gonna wrap it up for you. Like, let's be cordial, man. Oh man, but Jeremy you just got the hook just pulling me <laughs> off stage. You're well, out because I'm on a hard break. What am I gonna do? Uh, I, I can't go through the commercials. Appreciate you, Jeremy. Yeah, Jer- Thank you guys. Hey, real fast, tell everybody where they can find you, buddy. Uh, FightFloverBook.com in the weeds, Tuesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Uh, again, FightFloverBook.com, Fightful.com. I'm doing an Oreo eating contest against Matt Brannigan tomorrow. FightFloverBook.com, 5 p.m. Eastern. Watch me eat a bunch of Oreos. <laughs> That's going to be a blast. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate thanks, it. Right, Good to see you, brother. There you go. Jeremy Lambert, everybody. And uh, that's going to do it for the first half hour of the show. Or first hour, excuse me. Sorry. Damn. Get it together today, Dude, man. you know, I'm watching a stream and everything else. Oh, All sorts of stuff focus, going focus, on. Focus, focus, We'll be back for hour number two for more Pro Wrestling News Entertainment. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you on the other side. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.